0: Hiring? With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, and you can do it all with a single click. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash I golf. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash I, E-Y-E on golf. Welcome to the Players' Championship edition of the First Cut Podcast here on CBS Sports. Uh, Kyle Porter, set to join us here in a little bit, live from the Players' Championship down at Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. I am Chip Patterson, your host. Absolutely packed show that we have for you today. Kyle, as always, with his picks, his expert picks, his sleepers for the championship this weekend, thoughts on the course. Brendan Porath of SB Nation also joining us from the blog cabin with Kyle. Uh, He is the golf writer for SB Nation. He offers some of his insights, top 10 locks, picks, sleepers, and the like, and we are very, very privileged to have a conversation. Uh, Kyle and some other guys got a chance to – the No Laying Up guys, Chris Solomon, uh, Tron Carter, all got to participate in a conversation with Tommy Fleetwood, the very, very talented uh, British golfer who is down there at the Players as well. Make sure that you subscribe on iTunes, tune in and Stitcher so that you can get the First Cup podcast first, and enjoy the Players' Championship preview. Now – It is time to go live. It is time to go live to the blog cabin just outside of the Players' Championship at Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. Uh, We have on the line both the friendly voice of Kyle Porter, senior golf fighter for CBS Sports, and we are very excited to welcome Brendan Porath, SB Nation. Gentlemen, how are things as we sit here uh, just one day away from the start of, I believe, the 40-something, 44th players, whatever it is. How are we doing?
1: we're good uh there's a unicorn uh pool floaty uh just drifting past us as we did this podcast so uh yeah we're we're ready uh took in the uh took in the course today talked to some players uh should be should be a good time this week
2: yeah we got a unicorn and a bald eagle floating by here and it's it's an honor to be here with such uh titans of the industry cbs patrick reed not included (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, who's all right. So is there a had Did you put out feelers today when you were over there in the media center around some of the players? Was there a chance to get an idea of who might uh, I think as listeners and fans, we're hoping for two things. Number one, uh, you know, who might be in that category of uh, potential to miss the cut is high, but also potential to come stay with y'all for Saturday and Sunday is high.
1: Yeah, well, it, it's funny because, like, I know last year Ricky missed the cut. I think I think Spieth has missed the last two. Um, I think leader in the clubhouse to to join the Bog Cabin on Friday night might be uh, maybe Smiley.
2: Yeah, I was going to say Smiles Kaufman. He's he's up there. I think he's, he's down. I know he played well last week in uh, Wilmington, but – he'd be a good, good option for that. You'd hate to root against guys, miss cuts, but
0: I mean, at some point though, good. at some point though, on Friday, I just need to let you know that from, from where I'm sitting, I am only going to be thinking about uh, the potential to get, uh, get, I mean, that's, that, that is the only way that this goes. Like when, when you're sitting there with the other great minds of the, uh, the, the blog, golf blog community, you've got to have somebody who is blog friendly, who's going to come stay with you. That's really all we're rooting for from about like noon Friday until sundown.
1: Yeah. You can't get like, I mean, if DJ misses the cut, that's bad for the tournament and that's bad for us. Like, right. we, it's, it does us no good. So yeah, we definitely need somebody that can provide some content, has some takes, <laughs> you know, ready to, to drink some beers around the unicorn and just takes on.
2: There's been discussion about a, uh, missed cut party here on Friday afternoon, Friday night, you know, maybe get, get a sponsor or two, organizer. Just kind of,
0: I like it. I shuttle like the it
2: players over. Yeah. You know, shuttle the players over the blog cap,
0: put it, put it on Periscope, you know, just as, All right. So anyway, we'll, uh, we'll get back to blog cabin stuff. I do. You just mentioned Dustin Johnson. So I guess, uh, we'll start there. We had a good showing from him at Eagle point. He comes in here, you know, the world number one, and there's these, uh, There's, it's the first time we've seen Rory in a while. We've got Dustin Johnson and the, the, like the conversation at the top is always going to be, uh, the debate within the debate. Anytime you've get, anytime you've got a Kyle Porter certified a plus field, uh, you know, you're going to be looking right there at the top. So, um, when you were around, let's say Kyle, you first, like, what is your expectation, uh, for Dustin Johnson, for Rory, and and where do you think we'll be able to take away from their performances this week?
1: Well, DJ's weird because I, I was looking at his career here. He's not been very good. I don't think he has a top 25 yet. And I don't know if that's a course thing or if he's just kind of been down coming into this tournament. Um, it's really hard to see him finishing outside the top 10 of any tournament right now. Um, I don't think he's going to win, but I, I would be surprised just like last week. I, I mean, at this point, you have to be surprised any week that he's not in the top 10. And then with Rory, I, you know, his press conference on um, Tuesday was was interesting because he was very and he's normally like this, but he just seemed very relaxed. And I think he used the word like they uh, say settled or.
2: Yeah, everything's settled. Yeah, I he feel was like.
1: very settled with the new Taylor deal with getting married. And I, I don't know, with Rory, for me, it's like I look at him as somebody who it's almost like he just plays better when he, obviously he's not played in like five weeks. He's just coming in from vacation. I feel like that's almost when he's at his best because he's just like, yeah, whatever, like let's go see what happens. He said his back was kind of hurting or sore or something from practicing. So I guess that's a little bit of a concern. But he does have a good track record here. Four top 12s in each of the last four years, um, and three three of those were top 10. So th- that's my pick to win. I don't know how Brendan feels about those two this week, but I've got Rory winning.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's always hard to like <laughs> pick one of those two to flame out or you know pick them to not top 10 in one form or fashion or another, you know, that like, it doesn't mean they're necessarily contending, but they're always around. I think Rory, what, I don't know what the stat is like seven or last 10 he's stroke play events. He's been there in the top 10, something like that. He, I, that doesn't mean he's, you know, winning or necessarily like there at the wire, but he's kind of, <laughs> he'll have that, throwaway stretch and throwaway around that may prevent him from being there at the end but he's still kind of always hanging around the top 10 he's too good right now I think the same thing can be said for DJ even you know Kyle mentioned that track record but it's impossible to, not to think he won't won't at least be there occasionally he gives us that like complete bomb like at the PGA last year at Baltus Raw. but
1: he missed the cut at uh, Torrey Pines this year yeah
2: yeah with J-Day yeah um but I just it, Right now, it's even with that back injury layoff. It's hard to not, you know, foresee them being somewhere inside the top fifteen.
0: Well, Brendan, I think that you might have y'all might have. By the way, Brendan does a great job uh, covering golf. Uh, I often uh, often read his material to help prepare for uh, a lot of the the great podcasts that Kyle and I bring you. So, like, isn't I think you might have made this point among others as well. But like, isn't one of the things that's so intriguing about uh, the TPC Sawgrass is that Uh, Big hitters like Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy aren't going to necessarily be able to distance themselves off the tee from the rest of the competition. And the rest of the competition is so good.
2: Yeah, I think you don't really hear that often about, you know, these courses that are supposed to like mitigate this distance advantage that is almost ubiquitous and leads to kind of monotonous week to week results and week to week layouts. But, you know, this is allegedly supposed to be one of the few that, you know, takes driver out of your hands. Now that doesn't necessarily mean <clears throat> like distance still is an advantage. You know, here they're hitting we had Bernard Longer and today he's like, I'm hitting mid irons and they're hitting, you know, eight irons from and that could still be layups off the tee It's just that that distance advantage still exists. But I think you kinda you do take driver out of play more here, like at a place place like Colonial or Harbor Town, it's not to that kind of extent, but it's more because of all the trouble when you start going wild. This is not one of those places where you can just start ripping it and then easily recover. So I, I think that is mitigated here.
1: You can you can have these course designs where even though the holes are short, you can't just like try to muscle up and just send it as far as you can just because of the way the, the grain is structured and, and, and the kind of shot you want to have in there so it i i think that makes for a really cool and and fun viewer experience because it, it make it forces guys to make decisions instead of just saying i'm just going to try to hit it as far as i can right now
0: well all right so kyle what do you think about the course uh is this your first time getting out there and and what would be something that uh stood out to you in terms of a first impression with your feet on the ground
1: yeah it is the first time it, it was um it was a very different experience being out there than seeing it on TV. I don't know what I expected, but specifically the 17th hole is, it just looks way different in person. And it's a lot, um, I think it's a lot bigger than you would, you would think just from being on TV surrounded by like these huge um, tents and with like, you know, like stadium tents, essentially, like it's almost like bowled in all the way around. Uh, which you don't really get that from, from watching it on TV. But, I mean, it's obviously the course is beautiful. 18 is is a really cool hole as well. Um, and, I, you know, it's another thing that Longer mentioned today, he said they, they've they lengthened a few of the holes. So I think you're going to see – I think you might see a tougher course this year than, than you've seen in recent years. But it, it looks immaculate. It's great weather. Um, I think it's going to be an awesome tournament.
0: What do you think ends up being the winning score?
1: Well, uh well I can't even remember like well usually when is it like 12 14 under or something like that I, I would think that it would be more around like maybe 10 or 11 this year maybe just a little
2: bit uh, a little bit worse off than usual. yeah I mean I think you, you can get those 65s but you know I'd say high single lower low double digits you know like a, a nine under can win.
0: Ooh. All right. Well then, without further ado, let's get into these expert picks. Um, Kyle, you've already said that Rory is your winner. Um, any, anything you want to add to that before you slide on over, Brendan?
1: No. I mean, I picked Rory basically to win every tournament, so that shouldn't be a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, he, I think people – I think what happens is when guys don't win for a while, People are like, oh, well, they're not playing that well. It's like, well, if you look at, at Rory's results in the last two months, he he doesn't he doesn't finish outside the top ten. I mean, it's unbelievable. And so, in in any given week, it could he could get a lucky break. Somebody could could fall apart down the stretch, or he could be even better than what has been his average over the last couple of months and and get the win. So it, it's just. I don't know. It, it's a it's a safe pick. I think he was like ten to one. DJ was seven to one. The guy that's really interesting, I think, is Justin Rose at twenty five to one. Um, he obviously had success at the Masters. He's had success at this course in the past, and I, I think that's a really good uh, number for him if you're if you're into uh, wagering on these types of things.
0: What do you think, Brendan?
2: Yeah, I mean, I we we talked about the distance already. I. I <laughs> i love justin thomas and just his history here i know he hasn't played as well uh since that kind of hot start to the year where he was the best player in the world you know for about six weeks there um but he he hasn't exactly you know tanked um so he played well with bud collie in zurich um i think his his he's like he's professed his absolute love for this place he's like this is my favorite event i love this course i love the tournament um his rookie year he was in like one of the final two or three groups and he shot like a 75 he didn't he finished inside the top 25 but he was much closer there to start on sunday and that was his first go around there he shot the 65 on saturday that was really kind of one of the big statements in a rookie year that was full of him and then last year he was t3 so i think You know, given his track record, given his talent and uh, I mean, his ability to putt around here, he's got the distance. I think he has the whole package and it's hard not to uh, love him this week, given those first two years here.
0: All right. Our last three winners were Jason Day, Ricky Fowler and Martin Keimer. Uh, I believe they all have odds of 50 to one or better. Keimer uh, at the bottom of that group, Ricky Fowler. Right around 21. Jason Day, according to Golf Odds, also at 21. So, Day, Fowler, Keimer. Uh, Kyle, you first. Uh, who do you think finishes at the top of that group?
1: I, th- I think Fowler. You know, it's it's weird because he did miss the cut here last year. Uh, played pretty well at the Masters. Didn't hit the ball that well, though, which is, is a little concerning. But Jason Day has been not playing well like for being a top three player in the world right now he he's just not um they they missed the cut together at Zurich which was which was uh would was weird just because they were one of the two best parents there it was just um,
0: unfortunate let's just call it what it is it's just unfortunate <laughs> you give us you get you give us that pair and then they both missed the cut yeah I was that yeah. was disappointing
1: yeah it was bad but yeah, I, I would probably go Fowler um, just because, I mean, obviously he made, he made an ace in his practice around the day on 17, which was cool. But um, yeah, I, I just, I, I feel like he's very consistent and he doesn't, this is a course that can get frustrating. It frustrates guys. I think I think Rory a couple of years ago was just like, just kind of fed up with some of the, you get bad bounces out here and, and just some different, especially I think it's going to get really hot. I think with the with the fairways and greens hardening. Oh gonna, yeah.
0: What's the temperature like right now?
1: It's like, it's like going to be mid
2: to high nineties all week.
0: Woo! Any rain?
2: So it, no, I don't think so. Oh. Think there was some at the first Saturday, maybe at the start of the week, but yeah, it's going to be around 90. It's going to get,
1: it's going to get baked out. It's gonna, And that's part of the reason I think that a, a little bit lower score is going to win. Uh, cause you got, you usually do get rain here. Like last year, I know it, it uh, they had moved the second round into Saturday cause it rained a lot and I don't know. I, I just think that Fowler is so steady mentally. I, I think he'll be able to hang in and uh, and, and finish. The, out of out of those three, I think he'll finish at the top.
2: Right, yeah, I mean, of those three, I would say, you know, Keimer's like a perfect eight for eight, but I'm with Kyle there on Fowler. I just think he's so comfortable there. I watched him today. I happened to be there at the 17th when he made his ace. Just kind of fortuitous timing. And then I walked over to the 18th with him, and he just... That's like a really intimidating shot for a lot of these guys. And I watched Thomas take an iron out and try and hit a stinger. And Ricky just doesn't even think twice. He just pulls his driver and destroys it right on the line, right down the middle of the fairway. I just think he's super comfortable here. It's not in his head in the way it is some other players. Of those three, it's got to be Fowler.
0: I mean, there's the, the 17 gets a lot of attention. Do you think that just the whole final three holes, that 16, 17, 18s, I feel like 16 and 18 are just almost ignored because that whole stretch uh, is just kind of awesome. For the way that it it sets up for the Sunday finishes,
1: yeah, I agree. I think even like you could stretch that out now to like twelve through eighteen are awesome. Like in terms of in terms of a finishing kick, like you can make you can make eagle at fifteen, you can make birdies at any of those, and eighteen is I I, I prefer part fives to finish with, but eighteen is a is a cool part four because it's scary. Like you you can pick a line. Re- you know off that tee that is just terrifying and, and fowler did that a couple of years ago uh in the playoff he took like a just a ridiculous line that and carried it like 315 or whatever off the tee and uh i i think the back nine here is is really fun and um i mean as we've seen over the years it's it's delivered really great uh ball striking champions
0: yeah um, all right, so if we're going to go off the board just a little bit, if we're going further down the odds list uh, when we're looking for our sleepers, um, Kyle, I know, I know yours because it's available. I'm um, part of the expert picks on CBS Sports, the fine digital property where you can find all of uh, Kyle's sleeper picks. Uh, but curious, Brendan, what about yours? Wh- who are you looking for a, uh, a surprising showing from? Someone who might be up there in the top five, top ten on Sunday, uh, a little bit off the radar
2: yeah i was going through it yesterday there's so much value here i think it's just this is a hard place to handicap you get a lot of you know the winners have been kind of the bona fide top five guys but there's yeah. you get a lot of guys shooting up the leaderboard and the value that like 80 to one, 100 to one even 125 to one was incredible like i, I loved so many sleepers i did, i decided on matt fitzpatrick i just think he's that ball striking ace you know he's only played here once he missed a cut uh but he's having a strong year i think he's the kind of tea to green guy that can really uh, do well here and really kind of settles in at, at a place like this. I mean,
1: the guys that, the guys at a hundred to one: Terrell Hatton, Alex Noren, Brian Harmon, who won last week. Bubba is a hundred to one. West Brian, Wesley Brian, Jimmy Walker, Graham McDowell, Tommy Fleetwood, Tony Finau, Zach Johnson. I mean, these are a hundred to one to win the tournament.
2: Where's Cantlay? Cantlay's a big one. He's yeah, looks like 80, 80, eighty to one. Yeah, there's yeah. some studs with the high
1: and then kyle's I out i like think these are
2: much higher than you normally
0: well yeah and then what? yeah well see now kyle's out here with a 50 to 1 with kevin yeah, kisner
1: I've, I've got kisner he's probably that's a that's not a great number for him uh he should be more in the 75 or 80 or 90 to 1 range uh but he's played really well at late. he missed the cut last week at Wells Fargo i'm going to chalk that up to the fact that he he it took a lot out of him to carry Scott Brown on his back around the Zurich Classic <laughs> all weekend. Um, but he's, he's been playing really well. He's got four top 15s I believe since uh, February February or March. Uh, and he almost won this tournament. He lost in a playoff to uh, to Fowler uh, and, and Sergio was also in that, in that playoff uh, two years ago. So I love him. He's another guy who's steady. He doesn't get too high or too low. Uh, really good uh, short game. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, again, it's not a great number at 50, but I, I think he's going to play well.
0: Dude, Kyle, we've had now, uh, you know, just a handful of podcasts, but I feel like Kevin Kisner's gotten more airtime <laughs> with us. Like, like, you know, every, every, every pod, you know, the golf podcast game is, is as the blog cabin shows, it's packed with a lot of uh, talent, and a lot of personality. And as we're finding our first steps, I don't know how to feel about the fact that Kevin Kisner's just a reoccurring character on our little show.
1: We've talked about Kisner more than we've talked about like Jordan Speed, I think.
0: Have we? We haven't even. Right, so, okay, what, what's we haven't even mentioned Jordan Speeth. What's the expectation for Speed this week?
1: I don't know. Like, I, I think he's a guy who. So he's missed a cut here uh, each of the last two years after contending in in uh, fourteen when when Martin Keimer won. I think. Uh, there's uh, somebody calling to make a reservation on Friday night for the, is, is that that for the
2: missed, night. missed cut party. Yeah, that's the bad line. I might be line. a potential sponsor. Uh, <laughs>
1: might be one of our sponsors calling us back. No, I think Spieth, um oh, my gosh. I think, <laughs> I, think, I think stuff gets in his head kind of easily, and I think this is a course that can get in your head easily. Thank um. God. Like I said earlier, it just can get—it just can frustrate you because it looks like you should be able to play well here, and then you get a couple bad bounces, things don't go your way. And uh, I, I, look, Jordan Speed's is one of the five best players in the world. I, I don't—nobody—nobody nobody disputes that. Well, some people do, but you know, <laughs> nobody should dispute that. But I, I don't know. Like, I, it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds this year because three straight missed cuts at a single event means that. There's something something going on there. I think I think the way it plays out for him this year is going to be is going to be interesting.
0: What do you think, Brandon?
2: Yeah, I I, I'm, I totally don't know what to expect with him too. I, I think like this is one of those things where we're still trying to figure out the track record with him. Like we know the book on him with that Augusta and Colonial. Like we know what to expect from him at some of these places. Now, maybe we are getting the book, and maybe it is like going to be one of those courses that just doesn't fit him, but even like Kyle said in his head, like, yeah, like even when he almost won in fourteen with Keimer, he was extremely demonstrative that that round, like you know mouth agape at a bad bounce here and there, like he was very demonstrative that round, and then last year, I remember him talking about playing with day and him just kind of like checking out. Because Jason Day was, you know, hitting at 360 and putting it on top, making every putt and and talking about like almost being intimidated playing with Day last year. And he was like, by like Friday morning, I was like, "Eh, I'm not I'm not I'm not keeping up whether I make the cut or not. I can't do that right now. So I don't know if that was a course thing or just playing with Day last year and obviously the aftermath of, you know, Amen Corner. Right. But uh, I think we're still kind of getting the book on speed. That's hard to predict him here. Oh, it seems like a place he should do well.
0: But hasn't like the name the the leaderboards should be should be right there in terms of the way you look at them ah crazy awesome stuff uh brendan thank you so much for uh for hopping in he is uh, on twitter at brendan porath p-o-r-a-t-h he is at sb nation and he is a he is a fine sir and the first guest outside of kyle and i here on the uh, first cut podcast with kyle porter so thank you brendan
2: it was an honor. Thank you. I'd be with two uh, legends,
0: <laughs> um, legends in our own minds. No doubt. <laughs> exactly. uh, on the other side of the break, uh, we've got a conversation with Tommy Fleetwood from Live from the Players. Hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place just isn't enough anymore to find the quality candidates that you want. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by Fortune 100 companies and thousands of small and medium sized businesses. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash I on golf. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash I, E-Y-E, on golf. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash I on golf.
1: Okay, we are here at Tron Carter, Chris Solomon, uh, Tommy Fleetwood playing your first Players Championship. Mm -hmm. You've played in majors before. Does this Feel like a major? Is it? Is it? Does it have a similar vibe throughout the week?
3: Yeah, big time.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean,
3: I know everybody always says it's like the fifth major; it has the potential to be a major. Um, and it's always one of those tournaments that you. I mean, it's actually the hardest tournament in the world to get into. This and the Masters are the two hardest events to get into. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it has a mass. It has such a feel of a huge event. Um, and the course stands up to it, too. The course is such a good test.
1: Yeah. What What is it about the course that... Because that, it, it just seems like... And, and this is sort of how we feel about Augusta, too, I think. Uh, it seems like such a fair test that, like, you yeah. get to the end of the week and you're like, yeah, those are the guys that should be winning. Is it, is it similar here?
3: Yeah, I've, I was just saying that before. As a as a habit of always producing a world-class winner, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. It's always one of the best players in the world that wins. And I think when that happens, that basically shows that the golf course is... Set up how it should be for the biggest events. Yeah.
4: Plus, this this course brings a lot more guys into play yeah. typically, and kind of takes takes driver out of some guys' hands yeah. on a few holes. But yeah, we'll I've heard they've the lengthened time, yeah. it enough that it's it's a lot more drivers. We we're talking to Bernard Longer earlier; mm-hmm. he said he was. Some of the fairways <laughs> are like tough to get to even from some of these new tees. Yeah,
3: I mean, I've played it. I've played two nine all so far in uh, practice, and there's been a few changes that I don't know because I've never been here before. But if you start missing the fairways around here. Um, I think that if the course firms up like it normally does, mm-hmm. you're going to be getting flyers everywhere. The ball's going to be bouncing everywhere, and it's going to be impossible to play. You said some about this being the hardest event to get
4: into. Are you? What are you in on? Official World Golf Ranking? Is that? Yeah. Twenty okay. six the,
0: the world. I uh, know that,
4: but I don't yeah. know what the I don't know <laughs> um, I don't know what the criteria are to um, get no. in not so I'm, I'm not, not in through
3: my looks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know if it went by the hair the if floor. Went by the hair, I don't know, they kicked me out straight away if it went by my hair.
4: <laughs> so you're from you're from Southport? Yeah. So we were just we just played Burkdale mm-hmm. uh, last month and we played West Lanks.
3: Did you like Southport?
4: Oh uh, that whole coast was great. Was, it was, it was awesome. great. We we were mostly just playing
3: golf. We didn't get to go yeah, out and do okay. a whole lot of stuff. But, but
4: really okay. wanted to play for me at hillside. Yeah. yeah. So that was like kinda all the courses you grew up playing.
3: Yeah, except for Burdale. Funnily enough, yeah. yeah, I couldn't get on there. It's like I mean, it's the hardest one to get onto. I think yeah. we get one courtesy around a year. But um, I grew up at a course called Formby Hall, which is five minutes from Birkdale, and I'm a member at Hillside as well, so I've got a couple of courses. Yeah. What
1: What was your so I think I think a lot of fans get to know people when they get onto the PGA Tour. Yeah. But you've been playing Europe. Like, what, what What were your highlights? Kind of coming up through amateur and, and getting into European Tour. Um. Well, I turned pro. I was I was world number one in the scratch players
3: rankings, which was the biggest deal to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, that's always like massive aim. If you're the best at what you're doing, then that's the best. Then you know that's great. I had a really good year in 2010. Played Walker Cup 2009. Uh, that was at Marion, so that was in America, where we got absolutely thumped. <laughs> but the experience was great. Um, and then. Turned pro sort of august in 2010 and got a challenge tour card and it's kind of a smooth transition for me i I missed the cut in second stage at q school which was probably the best thing that could have happened to me and i had a full year on challenge tour uh got my card to do that and then i've i've carried on since then but um yeah i mean i love amateur golf i still i still look now there's a few guys playing the tour that we played with and that and we always talk about you know how, how much we miss it. Yeah. yeah, Walker
4: Cup. So did you guys, you guys play any other courses? While you you're, won, I love the Walker Cup. The Walker it's Cup. so cool, man. <laughs> did you play any other courses in Chile when you were there? For the no, Walker but Cup? We,
3: play, we played, where do we want We played Pine Valley. <laughs> oh, just, <laughs> yeah. just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just <laughs> there. yeah. Just Pine Valley. Oh, what's that I course really, called? I hit it in the devil's arsehole at the, uh, <laughs> is it the 10th? That, yeah. that bunker? I just yeah. picked it up. I didn't even attempt it. I was gonna, um, Does it meet the hype? Yeah. 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 Awesome, yeah, who, awesome place. Who
1: else was on that uh, Walker Cup team? Um, for,
3: for Britain, um, on the European tour now, there's Chris Paisley, myself. I think that's it actually for European tour. Do
1: you remember uh, the American team?
3: Mostly. Brian Harman was playing, okay. Pete Euline, Bud Corley, Morgan Hoffman, Cameron Tringali. Oklahoma State team yeah you ba- Ricky, <laughs> Ricky played you basically had the Oklahoma State team and then they just thought they'd put a few others in there <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah they, they uh, yeah, they beat us big time right,
4: can, you, can you tell me about winning the Kazakhstan Open
3: <laughs> we love yeah. a remote
4: tournament <laughs> event like that's hilarious
3: Kazakhstan's awesome <laughs> by yeah. the way what's it like? <laughs> it's, it's a really cool place yeah Yeah. Um, what do you want to know do you want to know about the tournament or the place Cause just, I can tell just like, the whole I mean it's, yeah, not, it's not all Borat lot. stuff no, I no, no, no. But
4: I studied. I like post-Soviet like, Central Asia in college. Did you? Yeah. Are we, you? Yeah. We are all studied Uzbekistan, That's like everybody's Kyrgyzstan. chosen
3: subject, isn't it? We all study that.
4: Now I I'm all and hotel
3: yet, so. You were totally prepared to talk about this. Yeah. video. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, really. shit.
4: So. so I mean, yeah. Like, do you do you have like super fond memories of Kazakhstan, or were you? Uh, well, we don't get there? to we
3: don't get to do much. I mean, especially when you go there and you're like you're not sure you what to place do. Though, right? Yeah, we actually stayed in a lovely hotel, nice place. Course was great. Um, is it an altitude? Too? I don't. I don't. I don't remember that. Yeah. Is it supposed to be
1: altitude? I don't know. You studied it. You studied it. <laughs> <laughs> it's is that so big not big big in as there? As is that not in it's <laughs> there? It's a huge country.
3: It is a big country. Actually, <laughs> it's the biggest landlocked country in the world. Yeah. I don't believe that. Here we go. <laughs> there's a little. There's a little gem for you. Yeah,
1: so talking about the challenge tour, you mentioned Peter Uihlein, and I know that I know that. Uh, Sally, you've talked to guys that have been on the challenge tour. Just how different of a life is that from from being you know playing in WGCs, playing in major championships? <laughs> a lot. I mean, what's the. What, what about that did you enjoy compared to now, or is um, it, or is it, is everything now just? Bigger? I think
3: it gives you. I think it gives you an appreciation of life as a professional golfer. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 tough traveling on those. you I mean you've you basically everything's as expensive or more expensive, but you're earning not even a tenth of the money. Yeah. Sort of thing, and um, I mean there's tournaments that we play. I mean, say Russia, Kazakhstan, and Russia. Say you so say you're in. You know, it's pretty remote places yeah. and I remember I remember I've being on the bus in it was either one in the Kazakhstan or Russia and we're, and you, you generally have these buses that look like they're going to break down any yeah. minute they look like they're just going to collapse in a in heap on the street and there's guys there that have been out for two weeks spent a fortune they've missed two cuts um, it's pretty hard yeah. uh, it's it's very it's very hard and I think when you come through and you get on the European tour or you're playing in these events you have an appreciation of how hard it was early on um, and the margins aren't that big yeah, yeah. Cause um, for every one
4: that makes it out there's
3: hundreds yeah, it's, that do exactly. and is. the margins aren't that big so uh, you know it's definitely a great grounding and it, it, was, it was massive for me to have that year playing um, I, I don't think I mean I might have done okay but I wasn't truly fully ready for a year of full on professional European tour golf and I think it's the best Practice you can offer here. Yeah. In two years.
1: In terms of those margins, what what what's the difference? Like, is it is it lucky breaks? Like, how how do you go yeah, from there to here?
3: Well, mine was quite. I, I think. Look, I mean, looking back, I was quite lucky. I had a very smooth transition. I mm-hmm. turned pro when I was playing the best golf of my life. Yeah. Um, I think that for starters is a big difference between some guys that they they kind of, you can hold on too long playing amateur golf and turn pro, and then by the time you turn pro, you kind of run a bit of a downer because you've been going for a while. Or you can turn pro too early and get excited, and then you're not quite ready. Yeah. And then before you know it, you've had two or three years where you're still learning your trade, and then it takes a lot longer. Then, or some people don't make it, and it's not because they weren't good enough. It was just because they didn't time it. Yeah. Right. Um. And I think, I think the courses aren't as tough. I think that's the main thing. I think people learn, especially if you've had two or three years, the courses are nowhere near as tough. Yeah. On Challenge Tours, they are. On European Tours, they are. On PGA Tour, and then it's a different. Golf, it's different golf. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden you, t- you turn out on tour and you have to hit driver, three hundred yards in the air and you've got to hit it straight, otherwise you're struggling off the fairway. It's 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 a big difference. Yeah. yeah. I
4: mean, are you like just exhausted? Like you you, you won in Abu Dhabi at the beginning yeah. of the year.
3: Yeah. I, was then, mean, I was exhausted. I was exhausted the morning after that. Well, do that. Then you went
4: to Malaysia and then you went to Mexico and yeah. then you went to uh, Orlando and then Austin Have you been stalking me? No, I'm just looking at your, at your It's going to be far Then yeah. went to yeah. China yeah. and then you came back here like, <laughs> Yeah Oh man I'm, I'm just exhausted like looking at that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Looking at me European tour, year. man yeah. They're, they're everywhere But uh, still, let's hear this This. celebration You beat you
1: Abu be DJ Abu Dhabi Didn't didn't, you beat him by one or two? One, yeah. Yeah.
3: Eagle the last though, so it was kind of like... Yeah, yeah, he wasn't that close. He was miles behind (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't lost since then, (laughs) I don't know. know. (laughs) Well, I know.
4: So So what was that like? The celebration?
3: Yeah. Uh, We actually didn't have long enough to celebrate really, but I know we were supposed to fly that night and then there was me and my caddy, a few others, and we were just having a few drinks and then obviously we missed that flight because we were never going to make it. And then they put us. HSBC actually put us up in a suite at the hotel, and of course, and it was the most insane room you've ever seen. It's like places. It was like The Hangover, basically. It's like places yeah. that you know exist, but you're never gonna see. And it was. And it so was the
4: Eagle Clubhouse. Yeah, yeah. It, was the, it was the most <laughs>
3: wasted like, experience ever because we basically just found a bed to crawl into for like three hours. Get up, and I was like, well didn't really enjoy that um, so my caddy my caddy walks in I was like where have you been he said I fell asleep on the balcony so I didn't even sleep in this amazing room Um it really is like that. I know a tiger <laughs> tiger yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah it was a bit of a wasted experience really because we didn't have enough time yeah. but. and so back to what
4: Tron was asking about the schedule does that does that get older or do you get to a certain point where you kind of get used to a 16 hour flight or whatever and it, it's just kind of become second nature to you
3: uh, yeah, I don't, I don't mind. There's plenty, plenty you can do on planes. Yeah. Um, you get to a few films, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, especially on the European tour, we have, I mean, we have, uh, we don't get to Europe until, I think they're playing Europe this week, but generally we don't get to Europe until late May yeah. when it's Wentworth. Yeah. So you've got Middle East, Asia, South Africa, you just have a lot of travelling and that's just something you go... You,
4: Will you stay on a European tour schedule? Or, or play um, more events in the so States? Yeah,
3: so I'm down to play, I go home after this, and then I'm at Wentworth, okay. which is our biggest event, and then straight after that it's Memorial. US Open's coming up, and then we have that stretch in Europe in the middle of the year before the Open, and then I'll play Bridgestone PGA and hopefully Wyndham after it. Okay. Um, and Southport's still home for you? No, actually, the first time the Open's there, I live an hour away now, so that's great. Okay. It's just more traveling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a show on Awesome. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we're, we're good.
0: Yeah. Our thanks once again to Tommy Fleetwood. Our thanks once again to Brendan Porath. And, of course, Kyle Porter as well uh, for checking in with us in the middle of a busy, busy week for the Players' Championship. Uh, make sure that you subscribe on iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. For Kyle Porter, I'm Chip Patterson. Thanks so much for listening.